At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. A Tuesday show for you, flying solo today. We will have some, uh, some great guests later on in the week. Katie Sharp, who covers the Yankees, Adam Chernoff, who works for covers, does a lot with the NFL, great with NFL betting. I think we'll have them on later this week, but we'll fly solo today and uh, we'll get to the baseball, we'll get to all the stuff with Durant because I think there's an interesting angle with Durant. Just quickly here, Yankees in action in Pittsburgh, uh, it's just completely ridiculous as we all know that they were not in action on the 4th of July. I mean, think about this, you got the Yankees, the Mets, neither team played in New York, neither team played during the day. I mean, just uh, just an incredible Oversight, mistake, I mean, how that's possible, I have no idea. First time, I think since 1915 that the Yankees were scheduled to be off on the 4th of, 4th of July. Just, uh, I can't understand it. Can't understand it. But Yankees and Pir- Yankees, Pirates tonight, Mets, Reds, Scherzer back. Both heavy favorites. Yankees minus t- 222 uh, here at Bet Rivers. Total is 8. Tyone, the former Pirate, pitching in Pittsburgh against the Pirates. And uh, Scherzer going for the Mets. If you parlay the Yankees and the Mets, you get right around an even money bet and just hey, keep it simple. Yankees win, Mets win, which both teams have done plenty of this year. And you get an even money bet. You don't have to lay minus 200. You don't have to get involved laying a run and a half. So a Yankees-Mets parlay. Let's keep it simple here. Uh, Right around even money here at Bet Rivers. That is the play. And we'll get to more baseball in a minute. But uh, one more bet that I do like. And it revolves around Durant and the latest rumors. Now, recording this 
Tuesday, Jake Fisher and anything with Durant. I mean, look, when you get into rumors, trades, this stuff can be stale in a minute, an hour, a day, or it could we could have a stalemate here for a long time. But Jake Fisher of Bleach Report, who we've had on this show before, says that Durant's most likely landing spot is Phoenix, which is not a surprise. He wants to go there. He wants to go to a good team. Uh, the wrinkle here is that another team would be involved. The Nets would not be getting eight and eight would be going elsewhere. And the Nets would be getting a package uh, that's sort of undisclosed. We don't really know from who or what they'd be getting. My bet here with Durant, uh, now again, is it possible? Is it likely? Pick whatever word you want. I don't know that it's likely, but I think it's possible. And it was 13 to 1 yesterday. The, the Brooklyn Nets are 40 to 1 to win the title. Now, again, if he's traded here, that bet is dead on arrival. It could be 400 to 1. It's not enough. That bet, you're basically losing. But hey, look, I mean, you throw 20 bucks on it and you forget about it. Uh, it pays off 800. It, there's a chance here. I mean, look at what Maury did with Simmons. He said, you know what? I'm not going to take a bad deal. I'm not going to take 30 cents on the dollar. I'm going to get the deal I want or I'm going to wait. And I just think, look, not knowing what the deal would be with the three-teamer with Aiton going elsewhere, I just don't know. Racking my brain, reading all the rumors like everyone else is, I don't know that a deal makes sense for the Nets, at least one that I've heard. You know, the ones before that, Bridges and Aiton, a bunch of picks. All right, that's not terrible. Aiton's a good player. I'd want to have him on my team. Bridges is a good young player, 3 and D guy. Borderline also, I really like Bridges. I'd like to have him on my team. But Bridges, Aiton, and a bunch of picks that probably aren't going to be very good in terms of value, considering you know Durant's going to be on a good team here in the Suns. That and we've seen how these picks can trade up, can change. I mean, we, we've seen these picks look with the Lakers and the Pelicans. They look like the, these picks are going to be useless. Then all of a sudden, hey, injuries, teams fall off. Look at with Durant in, in Houston now, uh, or the Nets in Houston with the Harden trade. These picks can look useless. Look like they don't have any value, and then you know, 10 minutes later, they're extremely valuable. That being said, I need a little more than Aiton, Bridges, and some draft picks. I just do. I need somebody who's a no doubt about it. Build your franchise around this guy. Now, I suggested Ingram, Herb Jones, and a bunch of picks. That's not ideal either. Ideally, you'd want Zion. But at least, you know, Ingram, you could trade for more picks. Herb Jones, you could do whatever with. Keep him, trade him for picks. Uh, at least those picks the Pelicans have belong to the Lakers, and they're not directly tied to Durant or Durant's devaluing the picks you're getting back for him. So I think at 40-1, to 1, the Nets, I just think it's reasonable. There's a reasonable chance where the Nets go around the league here, call everybody up, and say, you know what? Hey, KD, we tried to trade you. We hear you. We know you're upset. If we could trade, trade you in a deal that makes sense for us, makes sense for you, we'll pull the trigger. But look, man, as of right now, nothing makes sense. Uh, season starts in a few months. If some ch something changes, we'll let you know. But as of now, you're on our team. You're under contract. If you want to sit out this year and the next three years after that, if you want to basically just retire and not play basketball anymore, hey, we, we can't really stop you. But as of now, we're not going to just give you away here because, you know, like we talked about, the Nets don't own their picks. The Nets do not own their picks. They don't control their picks. A bunch of their picks are going to the Rockets either in trade swaps or just straight up going to the Rockets. Uh, for nothing, for, for Harden, who is, as we know, out the door. So this is your chance. This is it. Once Durant, once you hit send, once you hit submit on this trade, if you're the Nets, you better be set. You better stock up here and uh, have enough food in the house to survive because this is it. You don't have your picks in the coming years. Those are all going to Houston. 
You don't have young talent on the team. Now you could maybe rehabilitate Simmons and trade him, keep him, do something there. You could maybe get something for Harris and Curry. Uh, you get a little something for Kyrie, maybe a pick from the Lakers. But as far as your future, your future is everything and anything you can get back for Durant. And to me, Bridges, Aiton, and some draft picks, it's nice. It's reasonable. I think it's possible that it happens just because I guess the the Suns are under, I mean, and the Nets are under some obligation here to appease Durant, you know, want to look good for future superstars that they take care of the guys, have a good reputation, which I think is not unimportant, but boy, I, I can't hit send. I can't pull the trigger on that deal just to keep Durant happy. And, and again, Aiton's a good player. Bridge is a good player. Draft picks, you never know. Those, they could be valuable. They could not be valuable. You never really know, but I have a hard time pulling the trigger on the deal. And the other reason I think he's, there's a chance he stays with the Nets at least for a while. I mean, look at what Rudy Gobert got traded for. I mean, four draft picks, a couple unprotected. I mean, I think they're all unprotected. The, the, the trade Gobert, and Gobert has a huge contract. Gobert is an enormous contract, and he got traded for a million picks here. So uh, the I think that resets the market because if you're trading Gobert for X, which is a million picks, Obviously, Durant is worth 2x, 3x, 4x, and I just don't see a deal where a team is going to offer that because it doesn't make sense. Look, if you're going to trade, let's just pick the Celtics. You come to agreement with the Celtics. You know what? They're going to give us Robert Williams, Jalen Brown, maybe Smart, who we can flip for a pick, and a whole bunch of draft picks. whole bunch of picks. All right. That makes somewhat that, – that's reasonable for the Nets. You get an all-star in Brown. You know, Williams is a really good young player. A bunch of picks. All right, not bad. But is is Durant going to want to do that? Durant's not going to want to go to a team where it's just him, Tatum, and nobody else. So it's hard to make everybody happy here. You have to make yourself happy if you're the Nets. You have to make yourself whole. You have to make Durant happy because even though he doesn't have a no trade, he can kill any deal. He can get word to Boston or whoever is negotiating. Hey, I don't like that deal. I don't want to come there. I'll make your life miserable. Please don't trade for me. So Durant can basically kill any deal. Now he can't he can't get any deal done, but he can kill any deal. And then you got to satisfy the other team. Where the other team, I mean, as great as Durant is, he might be probably second or third best player in the league. We can, you know, that's a, certainly a debate, certainly a discussion. He is what thirty three. He's had a bunch of injuries. He's shown an ability, an inability to just, you know, be happy wherever he's winning championships in Golden State. He doesn't feel fulfilled. Okay. Wasn't happy in OKC. All right, that makes sense. Westbrook's, you know, not ideal to play with. Now he, he handpicks everything in Brooklyn, whether it's Kyrie, whether it's the coach, his teammates. He's basically running the show, and he's not happy with that. So, um, you know, at, at some point, some of these teams are going to say, you know, unless he is the missing piece, unless he's the missing piece, I don't know. Again, anybody wants this guy on their team. Let, let's not get that wrong. Anybody wants him on their team. But for what it's going to cost his age, uh, and let's face it, if you're good enough to be trading for him, you're probably good enough in this league right now where there's six to eight pretty even teams. It's a balanced league, more so than usual. Like if you're Boston, are you going to break everything up to bring in Durant and, uh, you know, he gets hurt and then and then what? So it's a very complicated deal. But I think 40 to 1 here on the Nets, just with the chance, the, uh, you know, the off chance. I don't even know if it's an off chance. I would say it's a coin flip here. Maybe, look, I don't have any insight in, ter in terms of the Nets and their front office but I think it's very reasonable that Durant stays with the Nets here so and again you go back to the Gobert deal four first round picks uh the, the Jazz got back four first round picks 
and, and plus Kessler, who was their first round pick. So I mean, really, it's five. So is that four? Yeah, I mean, four plus Kessler. That's a that's an enormous haul for a guy that I mean, you can't even throw Gobert the ball. Gobert is a good player. He's not a great player. You can kind of formation him off the floor if you go small. It's it's an issue. We haven't seen him. I mean, what we've seen him get to the second round once. I mean, this is not never played in the conference finals. He's a good player, but he's kind of a niche player, a role player where. You know, it's 2022. You don't really build around a center anymore. And look what he got back. And Durant is obviously, even with all of his issues, injuries, age, difficult to get along with, ornery. Durant is, I mean, infinitely more valuable than Gobert. So I think the Nets here at 40-1 to 1 is worth a play. I don't know that a deal is likely. I don't know that a deal is really, not to say doable, but I just don't know what that package looks like. And a big reason is the Gobert trade. I mean, that that trade, not to harp on that because it's not, well, it's really not irrelevant because it relates to this. It sets the market. It really sets the market. When you look at what, got, what Gobert yielded in that trade, you have to compare that to Durant. If you're making a trade, uh, giving away Durant, you better double or triple what Gobert went for. And again, I just don't understand the Gobert trade because like what? What was Minnesota? Who were they negotiating against? I mean, wh where did that bidding war start with? Like, they wouldn't have done that for two first-rounders or three first-rounders. You had to go to four. Like, wh what was that negotiation? Like, that was a very strange trade. Really one of the stranger trades I can imagine because, like I said, Gobert has a lot of money left on his contract. And, you know, people can debate how good Gobert is. He's definitely not a great player. He's a great defender. Uh, but he's a good player, not a great player. And look what he went for. And Durant is not just a great player. He's an all-time great player. So, Nets at 40-1. to 1. I mean, look, you could bet it. And it could be, uh, you know, a wasted bet in an hour, a day, a week. Or we could be sitting here a week from now and Durant's still on the team and all these rumors have died down. The trade talks have died down. Can't come to an agreement. And then Durant starts looking around. The Mets start looking around and say, hey, you know what? Uh, we're just going to go to camp with the idea that you're on our team. If something changes, we'll make, well, you know what? We're going to listen to offers. We understand you're unhappy. But we're not going to just give you away here. Now, the interesting thing is, would they trade Kyrie before Durant? Because if you trade Kyrie, especially for Westbrook and picks, yeah, especially with all the, the history between Westbrook and Durant, that's really kind of a rebuild trade. And now you could always trade the picks for somebody to play with Durant. So it's not like a death knell. But you would think if they trade Kyrie, they'll trade Durant. So you wonder if they'll trade Durant first and then trade Kyrie or, or you know, not trade Kyrie until they know they're absolutely trading Durant. Because if I'm the Nets, you know what? I know you're unhappy, KD. Bottom line, I'll listen to trades, but you got four years left on a deal. And unless I'm getting like a lock, you know, all-star Zion, I know Morant's not going to be traded. I and mean, people, I hear people saying, well, I wouldn't put Scotty Barnes in a Kevin Durant trade. Like if that's what we're dealing with here, if that's the level of player that I can't get, if I can't even get a Scotty Barnes, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this from the Nets? So I think the Nets 40 to 1 makes some sense. Again, is it possible this blows up in your face and it's a wasted bet? Absolutely. But at 40 to 1 here, that's a bargain. It was 13 to 1 yesterday. I said, wait, I think you'll get a better number. I, I even thought, hey, at 30 to 1, that's worth a bite. 40 to 1 to me, that's a bad number unless there's something I don't know, which is possible. Which is possible. It's possible, hey, this is a fait accompli and he's going to be on his way. There's no chance he's going back to the Nets. It's a fractured relationship. That's entirely possible. That's information I don't have. But I'm going to take a guess here just by surveying the, the landscape of the league, what Gobert got traded for, and say, you know what? There's a decent chance. There's a very reasonable chance Durant remains with the Nets. You get him at, get them at 40-1. to 1. 
uh, you have a hell of a bet. But when we come back, we'll do a little baseball. We'll get into some NFL for the first time in a while with the season around the corner. I'll give you a couple bets I like in the NFL. That is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect Bet Rivers combination. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your game with same game parlays at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and make your baseball same game parlays today. Must be 21 or older. Available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast. Bet River Sportsbook. We'll do a little baseball. We'll do a little NFL. Uh, I remember John Madden said once, really stuck with me. He goes, in my mind, football season starts 4th of July. Once 4th of July comes and goes, we're right there. It's training camp and before you know it, Hall of Fame game, preseason. So... Uh, we're only a month or so away, so I'll give you, get to some NFL here in a minute. Just a couple quick thoughts and uh, a bet I'm looking at. I haven't bet it yet, but I think I'm going to bet it. Uh, quickly, though, I, I did mention earlier in the show Jake Fisher, who's really, for people who aren't familiar with him, he's been on the show before. He's an NBA reporter. He's an insider. He's almost like Shams or Woj. He's not quite on that level in terms of notoriety, but he's he gets scoops. He reports stuff. People quote him. He's actually a bigger deal than I thought he was. And he, he had mentioned that KD is the most likely uh, is most likely headed to Phoenix. Like, I don't know if I should phrase it that way, that Phoenix was the most likely landing spot for KD, as I think is how we phrased it. So I messaged him uh, really b- between breaks here and said, hey, if, if you got time, let me know if you want to come on. He's like, yeah, I'm busy. Not now, but soon. But anyway, I ran my theory by him of, hey, I, my theory is what I said in the beginning, that none of these deals really make sense for the Nets. I wouldn't be shocked if it's Pelicans or Raptors, and, and I guess I wouldn't be shocked if it's Suns, but my thinking right now is he stays with the Nets. And I was kind of expecting him, who, you know, he's locked in. He thinks he's going to Phoenix. He thinks Durant's going to Phoenix. I was expecting him to say, no, nah, I, I think Durant's going to be traded. I, I don't buy your theory. And it's not what he said. He said, it's certainly possible that what I said is true. And when you go through these deals and it's just, it's hard to find a deal that satisfies all three parties. So Nets 40 to 1. Uh, the more I talk about it, the more I like it. I'm not sure that a deal gets done. I'm not sure a deal gets done quickly. I think this is a lot more complicated then, you know what, he's unhappy, we're going to trade him, and this is going to be done in a couple of days. I don't know that it's going to work out like that. So uh, that's something to keep on, keep an eye on. Again, Nets, 40-1 to to win the title. I do think that's mispriced. I am not so sure he's going to be traded, uh, Durant. Uh, quickly, the baseball, Mets win, Braves win. We got a pennant race. It is four in the lost column. And, of course, lost column, you know, people talk about three and a half, four and a half. I always look at lost column because... You know, if it's three and a half, but three in the loss column, it's different than four in the loss column because loss column, you can't make up another team's losses. So Braves being four back in the loss column, the Mets have to lose four games without the Braves losing any just to get back to even. So loss column is the key one because you can't control another team's losses. So the Mets would need to lose four games just to get, just to square up here with Atlanta. So four in the loss column, not that you assume every game's a win, but the loss column is the key thing. And Braves win, Mets win. Let's just lay out the next week or so. We mentioned today Scherzer's back. He's pitching against the Reds. So Reds tonight, Reds tomorrow. Then four home games against the Marlins. They played the Marlins a lot recently. The Marlins have actually played pretty well. They've won four or five in a row here and gotten back into their four and a half out of a wild card. Remember, the extra wild card team this year. Uh, If you got the Marlins in a playoff series, as flawed as they are, that pitching is scary. So that's something to keep an eye on. But the Mets get two with Cincy, 
four versus the Marlins. No days off for a while here until the All-Star break. Monday, they go to Atlanta, and they set, they show down a, a pennant race. Uh, you know, three games set here against Atlanta, in Atlanta against the Braves, and then they finish up the first half-ish of the season, four games against the Cubs. So outside of those games against Atlanta, the schedule's not tough. Should play pretty well here, I would think, over the next week and a half, two weeks. But they're going to need to because if you look at the Braves' schedule, Braves have the Cardinals uh, for three more, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then they have three with the Nationals, three, of course, with the Mets. Then they get the Nationals again next weekend. So they got a lot of games against the Nationals here coming up. So uh, I don't know how much how much uh, help you're going to be getting here if you're the Mets relying on the Nationals here to win some of these games. That doesn't seem realistic. I, I, if you've watched the Nationals, man, they just do not have a lot going for them. Gray's a decent pitcher. Obviously, Soto, who's not having a great year, is a tremendous, you know, one of the best players in baseball, uh, even though he's not playing like that. But it's going to be very hard. If you're relying on the Nationals, uh, you know, to help you out, if you're scoreboard watching, watching the Nationals, you know, hoping for some help there, that's uh, – a tricky scenario. So seven games the Braves have against the Nationals between now and the end of the All-Star break. So look, we're looking at a pennant race. You have a four-game lead in the loss column. You have De- DeGrom on his way back. And it's not, hey, we've talked all year. DeGrom, eventually DeGrom and Scherz will be back. Eventually DeGrom and Scherz will be back. Got almost tired of saying it. I'm sure you got tired of hearing it. Now it's real. Now it's actually real. Scherzer's on the mound tonight. Scherzer's pitching. This isn't a hypothetical. This isn't in the future. Scherzer's on the mound tonight. DeGrom, I think, is a big... Even though it's not the major leagues, it was a big, you know, relief that he finally is facing hitters. I mean, I joked all the time, hey, bullpen this, bullpen that. Finally, he faced batters, got on the mound, got people out, struck people out, threw the ball 101 miles an hour. So if he's pitching rehab starts, probably going to need one, maybe two more, right around the All-Star break, which is you know, what a lot of people kind of thought really from the start of the season. I remember once he got hurt that week or so before the season started, I was like, you can pretty much forget him about until June or July. Well, that that. Uh, projection is going to turn out to be accurate here as DeGrom looks like he's a couple starts away. Of course, barring setbacks, hold your breath, but DeGrom and Scherzer are back. You got a four-game lead. Uh, you're going to need it because this Atlanta team's really good. They've played well. They can hit. They've got the pitching. I'm sure they'll make a move. So, look, this is fun. This is what you signed up for. You're in a division here with the World Series champs. You haven't had DeGrom all season. You haven't had Scherzer most of the season or half the season. And here you are. You got a four-game lead, and you got a chance to uh, to slug it out head-to-head. And I know it's four games; it's not a lot. You still got 15 head-to-head with Atlanta. But hey, if you go into that Atlanta series and you're still, let's just say, you know, you're still four games up. You play well this week. They play well. Everyone holds serve. Um, not that you could put away, but boy, if you ever swept Atlanta, which is asking a lot, especially on the road and especially with how Atlanta's playing, if you swept Atlanta and it's seven. Uh, that's not something, if you keep your pitchers healthy, that's not a lead that's going to be easy to erase. So you got a chance here. That's that's the value of having a four-game lead. If they sweep you, they're still down one. If you sweep them, you kind of put them away or at least put some major distance between yourself and the Braves. So should be a fun series, should be a fun summer. Scoreboard watching with the Braves. I don't put the Phillies in the mix. I don't put, especially without Harper, I don't put uh, the Marlins in that mix, even though if they got in, you know, they're more of a, a team that could go 84 and 78, getting a wild card. And they're almost, they have a better chance of like winning a World Series than they do a division just because that pitching is so good. And they have more guys coming, you know, in the minors, whether it's Max Meyer, who's one of the best prospects in baseball, Cabrera, who we've seen up and down this year, uh, and his flash, flash some brilliance. Uh, you know, Sixto Sanchez, remember he pitched a couple years ago in the shortened season. He was dominant. 
Uh, Lazardo ha has shown flashes. So Marlins have some pitching. If they could ever get in, they would be dangerous, really dangerous. As we look at futures here in the Major League Baseball uh, market in terms of the World Series, Yankees and Dodgers still the favorites. Yankees still a short shot, four to one. Dodgers who have not played well. They're still the Dodgers. They've played well, but by their standards, they haven't played well. Uh, and not even a lock to win that division, although they beat the hell out of the Padres this past weekend. Dodgers are plus 450. Then Astros 6 to 1, Mets 750, Braves 11 to 1, Blue Jays 11 to 1, Padres are 12 to 1, Milwaukee is 20 to 1, St. Louis 28 to 1, the Rays and Giants are 30 to 1, Red Sox 33 to 1, White Sox 33 to 1, Phillies 37 to 1. Who was I looking for? The Marlins are 200 to 1 to win the World Series. That is worth a bet. Probably not going to happen, but hey, it's it look, it's 200 to 1 for a reason. 200 to 1 is worth a bet with that pitching. They're only four and a half games out of a wild card spot. That's not a terrible bet. That's actually, look, it could be 2,001. If it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. But that's similar with the Nets where you just take the number, you put it in your pocket, you throw a few bucks on it based on principle, based on the fact that uh, that's that's not the right number. That's an incorrect number. That number is way too long. So Marlins at 200 to 1. Boy, that's uh, that, that's really interesting. I'm about, to, uh, I'm about to become a Marlins fan here. That's a pretty good bet. As we look at the divisions, you can forget the AL East. We told you that a couple weeks ago. Remember, it was not that long ago. Yanks were minus 300 in the AL East. Now it's just forget about it. Uh, as we can check the odds here, minus 1667. So you got to risk $1,667 to win 100. Hey, if you got that line around, if it's not going to hurt you, might as well put it on the Yankees to win the East. It's a free 100 bucks. Yankees are not losing this division. That division is over. Uh, Mets minus 175. Braves plus 140. We've given you the Mets out at two to one. Mets out at even money. We've given you the Braves out at plus three fifty. If I hadn't made any bets on it, that's tough. That's tough because it's going to be close. You could say, "Hey, take the plus money with Atlanta," but I still think the Mets are going to win. So probably wouldn't be a bet if I had nothing. I probably wouldn't get involved at this point. But the Marlins at two hundred to one um, is still interesting. As far as the Yankees, they play the Pirates tonight. Uh, again, their their season. I mean, their season starts in October. Their season is who can they get to replace Joey Gallo? We we don't need to watch Joey Gallo at bats anymore. Please, no more Joey Gallo at bats. Enough with Joey Gallo. Uh, it, it didn't work. It was a good idea. Lefty power. You know what? Yankee Stadium. It's a good fit. Didn't work out. That's all right. Sometimes things don't work out, but it didn't work out. And I, I just think it's time to move on. Whether it's Ben Attendee, Ian Happ. I just think, you know what, it's a failed experiment. He's somebody who's at bats you have to replace. And you have to get an outfielder in who can at least replace one of the two between Hicks or Gallo, whoever's struggling. And I'd even like to get an infielder. Now, I think Carpenter has earned himself at bats. I don't know whose spot he takes, whether that's Donaldson. Uh, you know, you can't really fit him in for Kiner Falefa because he doesn't play shortstop. But Kiner Falefa, Donaldson, these guys I've seen enough of too. It's funny to have so many complaints about a team this good. But Kiner Falefa is supposed to be this defensive whiz. He makes a lot of errors. He's okay at shortstop. He's decent. He's not great. You know, he's between decent and good. He's okay. But okay, he's not good enough when you can't hit. And he can't hit. And he gets his share of hits, but he has no power. He has no home runs. He has no, he, he provides no pop. His OPS is six, you know, 15. He's just, he's a very limited offensive player. And again, you can afford one of these guys. You can afford one guy, you know, one Kiner Falefa, one Gallo, one of them. One of them. Even, even that, you don't want one. But you can afford one of them. You can't have two or three because Kiner Falefa gives you nothing. Gallo gives you nothing. Donaldson hasn't done a lot. Hicks, we know his struggles. So Yankees definitely need a bat, definitely will get a bat. 
Will they get two? Probably not. That's not their way anymore. But hey, 12 years without winning a World Series, 12 years without getting to a World Series, I would go for it here. I would get two bats. I would get two bats. I would probably get a bullpen guy. I know you can't get everybody, and there's not going to be that many sellers, especially with this extra wild card now. Uh, I would definitely get one bat. I would probably get two just because, you know, despite the great record, there are a lot of weak spots here in this lineup. So that's the Yankees in Pittsburgh tonight to play the Pirates. You know, Interleague has really kind of lost its luster. It used to be one week in June, one week in July. It was different. It wasn't year-round. Now with the unbalanced leagues, it's you get Interleague every day of the season. So that kills it. Plus the fact that the pitchers don't hit anymore. The leagues have the same rules. So it used to be the Yankees. You know, you go to Pittsburgh. It's fun. It's different. You get to watch your pitchers hit. I mean, most of the time they strike out. But when they don't, it's just it was kind of a fun thing to watch. That has kind of lost. That has kind of taken the luster out of Interleague. Having the, the rules the same. Having it every day. Used to be so much fun to have interleague. It has definitely lost its luster, which is a shame because it used to be uh, one of the the highlights of the season was to have those two weeks of interleague play. But that's definitely lost its luster. So that's the Yankees. They get the Pirates. They continue to just steamroll the league. Uh, we mentioned how ridiculous it was that they were off on the Fourth of July, off on the Fourth of July, and off Memorial Day. Makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. So. Uh, Mets are in for a pennant race. Yankees continue to cruise. Both teams in action tonight. Mets at the Reds. Yankees at the Pirates. A Yankees-Mets parlay play, pays even money. So I think that's a good bet. I think both teams will win tonight. Usually don't like taking pitchers right off of the injured list. But Scherzer's had two rehab starts. He wasn't out forever. Uh, usually the, these guys aren't that sharp. Their first start back. But I'll make an exception here. I will go Yankees-Mets in a parlay plus 100. Boy, I really like that Marlins plus 200. I'm shocked they're plus 200. That is not, that is a way, way too long of a number. Um, and again, I mentioned earlier in the show, I liked the Nets 40 to 1. You know, just for the reasons that, you know, what Durant looks around and it's the same reason a lot of people stay in relationships. They just, they don't have better options. It's convenience. They don't have better options. And I'm, th I'm sure Durant will look around and say, you know what? Uh, not that it's his call. The Nets might look around and say, you know what? We don't have any better options. We're just going to keep you. Durant's not going to want to go to a team that's gutted. He's not going to, you know, the picks don't do anything when you're having Durant in the mix because Durant devalues the picks. I really think there's a possibility uh, Durant hangs around the Nets for a little while and this deal at least hits a snag if if not uh, really just completely gets, you know, not called off because there is no deal to be called off. But I, I could see this thing reversing course again where Durant just ends up being a net next year. So we'll see how that goes. We'll keep an eye on that. Quickly on the NFL, we got a month here till the Hall of Fame game. Raiders and Jaguars. Raiders minus one and a half against the Jaguars. Uh, I like the Jaguars plus the one and a half. It's, uh, I'm starting to think about it. I haven't bet it yet. But, um, you know, one and a half is extremely valuable. We'll talk about this with the preseason. One and a half is extremely valuable in the preseason because teams, when they're down seven late, they score a touchdown. They usually go for two. So either way, whether you get it or you don't get it, you win because nobody wants to play overtime. So that one and a half is very valuable in the preseason where it's not so much the case in um, you know the regular season. You see this a lot in college bowl games too where a team, uh, if they're down seven, they score a touchdown to cut it to one. Well, you know what? Screw it. It's a bowl game. We're going to go for two. We're going to go for the win. If you're getting plus one and a half and you're going for the win in that scenario, you win either way. So... Starting to get excited here. Jags plus one and a half is going to be a bet. We'll have Adam Chernoff on later in the week to talk about the Jets, the Giants, the optimism with their drafts, any futures he has bet. So we're going to start to ramp it up here a week until uh, a month until NFL preseason starts. So 
Uh, we're not going to do Yankees and Mets day in, day out. We'll obviously we'll keep an eye on Durant. We'll do plenty of baseball. We'll do Durant as far as this thing drags on. I mean, if there's no news, we're not going to do it every single day. But we'll, So we'll start to do a little football here as the season creeps a little closer. Getting excited just thinking about it, just talking about it. So we'll have Adam Chernoff later in the week. We'll do some NFL. Katie Sharp to do some baseball. That'll be tomorrow. But that'll do it for the show. Appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to download, rate, review, subscribe. Any sort of uh, reviews or ratings really help us out, so we appreciate that. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.